Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Everybody and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. With me today is Julie Hartz. She's an astrobiology research student and the co-founder of WOMERS, a highly motivated team of scientists and engineers organizing all-female space analog missions while advocating for women in space exploration. Hello, Julie, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hi, Leticia. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And I have to tell my audience now you become my first Switzerland based uh, guest. So this is special for me. I'm getting my European guests more constant now. So I'm super excited. And uh, so you are in Geneva right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I am based in Geneva. I spent uh, most of my life there uh, in Switzerland. Uh, but I'm originally French, so I was born in uh, in Strasbourg, which is a small city in uh, northeast of France. I don't know if uh, you had the opportunity to go. It's a very lovely city. I have to go. No, no, no. And we were talking <laughs> French, by the way, my audience. She said that I'm not that bad in French, so that makes me happy. But I thought you were Swiss, and now I learned, oh, that's why you know where La Rochelle, uh, you were very familiar. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I was born in France in uh, 1998. Uh, so my family moved to Switzerland. And so I, I grew up, I spent most of my life in, in Switzerland. That is and, amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I I really feel like I'm at home in Switzerland. It, it feels really nice. And I, I really like Geneva. And I mean, you know, a bit of Europe. So everything is, is so close. And you can, you know, within an hour of time, you can be by the sea in the mountains. So it's great. Yeah, no, Geneva is a beautiful city. I mean, we just started, so I'm not going to talk because I want to know more about you. But one of my most important decisions in my life was to come to the United States to do my master's in Miami or to go to Geneva to work for ING Bank. And so I came to Miami, the racist history. So but I, Geneva holds a special place in my heart of the what if. But mm -hmm. in any case, I mean, I'm glad you, you share with us your you, when you were born because you, you're young and that's great. Yes. And when I read what you're doing and you're going to be part of, uh, of the first mission of what you call Walmart's first, right? And you're going to talk about this. And I wish I can explain it well, but basically it's the very first space analog mission for Walmart's first, and it happens in October. And it's basically a crew of six scientists and engineers will begin 14-day mission under Mars-like conditions at the Mars Desert Research Station in Utah, USA. Wow. <laughs> exactly. You summed it up uh, pretty well. So Walmart's... As you said, we're, we're a crew of um, six scientists and engineers. So all uh, we're all women, young women. Uh, we're all passionate about uh, the uh, space exploration sector. And there's been too few all-female crews going uh, into those missions. So it, it is very interesting for us to, you know, to, to, to study 
the behavior of women under such extreme conditions, uh, which are mostly isolation and confinement. Before the <laughs> COVID crisis, it felt like it was uh, extreme conditions, but now we all have a pretty good grasp of what isolation uh, feels like. But it's the six of you there, it's going to be yeah. a party time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, so it's a project that, um, that started back in July 2019. Uh, so my very good friend with who I went to uni with in, in Switzerland, she had this uh, crazy idea to create uh, this all-female team. And uh, we wanted to apply to this Mars Society program that uh, opens up the research station for amateur crews. So we applied and we got selected in, in January 2020. And uh, ever since we've been like preparing uh, our mission, preparing our research project, it is very important for us as scientists and engineers to, to really um, sound projects and sound scientific outcomes of the mission. So we're not just a bunch of cool women just hanging around in the middle of the desert, but we're also here to do science. So yeah, That it's going to be... That very exciting. I'm, I'm going to share with you, and I know we are going around this interview a little bit differently than I normally do, but guys, I mean, once you hear the, what this young crew is about to do, it's so inspirational. So I didn't want to go through your story of how you became a scientist without laying it out there for anybody listening to this, that in your own words, your friend's idea was crazy. And uh, she had a crazy idea, and she was lucky that she found you and had you by her side and say, let's just do it. Let's, let's try and see what happens. And now you are going to pretty much going to do something historical in terms of, you know, you're putting this together in a fairly quick amount of time. And you are also, in the meantime, advocating for space exploration and for women, women in that field. And, and so that's to me was so exciting and when I reached out to you and you said yes to the interview I was super excited because you're making a difference in the world and uh, in uh, at such a young age I mean you're a scientist and all that but still <laughs> at your age most people are thinking about go party and go doing other things and you're already <laughs> making impact so that's pretty amazing well thank you so much well at least we're trying to um, it doesn't really sound like uh, too much effort to us to to be honest i mean we're so passionate about space exploration anyway so even if we were not doing walmart's uh, we would just spend our days doing something space related anyway so that it's is, it, it was goal. so obvious to us and we're all very involved in the whole women empowerment movement so it just made sense for us to to create this project and not only for us for our personal careers as a future uh, space uh, space scientists, but also to advocate and to promote the uh, industry, the sector of like space exploration towards younger generations and just to show them that, well, you are, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a, it's a very strong point. So let's go back into your younger years. And when you decided, you know, or you were dreaming about what you wanted to do, was space ever in that picture? Was science? How, how, how did that all come along? Well, it's quite a funny story because I never, as a young child or even like young adult, I never really, um, dreamt about space so it wasn't like i was born with 
this like purpose in life to, to to be an astronaut or to be a space scientist you know it really it was a long process for me to actually figure out what i wanted to do um so and it's funny because usually when people talk about space um people just expect us to be driven since the very young age which is not always the case and for me well it was a full process of just meeting new people people who were then passionate about space and were like sharing their passion with me and then i just got hooked and yeah most most of it happened in university i think uh, meeting other students uh, professors that were really sharing their their knowledge and their passion about space so it, it wasn't it didn't happen in child uh, during my childhood and what were you did, did you have anything in particular that you think when they asked you that question what you want to be or something you were really good at that you thought that this is what i'm gonna do yeah so i was really passionate about um, soccer when <laughs> i was uh, a child so from i started playing soccer when i was maybe five up until almost 19 years old 1920 uh -huh. um so and i actually came to uh, to the united states for a, a trial at the university oh at wow college that's great in, in california yeah but then i decided that i would uh, stay in europe it was a bit too far from me so yeah i thought for for many years i thought that i would become a, a professional soccer player wow that's great i love it didn't that. really turn out this uh, this way well definitely <laughs> i can say that you didn't have like traditional uh, thoughts which probably is what explains why you are open to consider other things you know that well, sometimes we have these preconception of being a teacher or being a doctor and then it's very hard I think for people to break that and mm -hmm. try something else so I think in this case it played to your favor that you kind of thought you were going to do something but it wasn't something maybe that you were that committed to in terms of I only ambition my life being this kind of under this profession yeah definitely and also I think it's really um, back in the days it was still um, soccer was still very um it was mostly like a boy sports you know mm -hmm. it was quite unusual for young girls or young women to play soccer and my parents were not that fond of the idea of me playing soccer all the time but i still like kept playing it i i loved it i i decided that i wanted to do my own thing and i think this is what really set up my mindset for what had to come you know whatever people might make think about it well that's what i love and I'll just stay true to what I love and I'll just do it, you know? And that's why you're the crew commander. Probably you have your vision <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it takes someone that, you know, with, with knowing and following your gut instinct and being open to try other things and open to other ideas. It's just a combination and I can just see it that you showcase in what you've shared so far those qualities so I think that's quite impressive so when you decided then to go to university how that was thought process into what you ended up studying well when I started college I mean university same I didn't have much clue about what I wanted to study um, so in Switzerland university is uh, secondary education is free so we can actually spend a bit of time trying to figure out what we want to do so I started in engineering school it didn't really it wasn't really my fit and then i thought i would try earth sciences so i i started uh, studying uh, geology so all rocks how the earth uh, works as a system etc and even after i completed my bachelor's degree 
I wasn't that convinced that I would have like a full professional career in that field. So I decided to leave Switzerland and to just, you know, open up my horizons a little bit. And um, so I applied for a master's degree in Australia. Oh, wow. Uh, so and I spent two years in Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Australia and I met, this is where I met, uh, I would say my mentor um, who supervised my master's thesis. Uh, which was in astrobiology, and he really introduced me to the field. So this is really what triggered uh, my passion for space. And yeah, I'm I'm really thankful for um, having met this uh, this person, this teacher, this professor at the university. That is great, and I love it, and I love that you acknowledge that. That's something that I also very keen on always acknowledging that person that that made it happen. That he was a man. I think it's amazing because i think you said something in an interview the interview i read where i say oh, i would love to have them in my podcast which is um, a, a very thorough report by the global women telecom network and that uh, you said something that more our motivation is not to prove that women alone should be involved in space exploration it is to prove to ourselves that we have the skills and temperaments to take the lead on important space projects women are no longer sidekicks like they were shown in shows like star trek i love that why don't you talk a lot and i think this resonated with me a lot because i'm a big advocate for diversity but i always say it's not about being one of the boys it's about being part of the team and so exactly. it resonated I, a lot with, with with your statement yeah i i fully agree with that um well i think that anyway the only thing you can do as an individual is just Try to be a better version of, of yourself every day. You know, you're not trying to fight anyone. You're just trying to um, to belong to in, to an environment, to a team. So this is why I really think that we shouldn't try to play against anyone else. Uh, we just should try to really encourage more women uh, to join the team by um, showing them that everything is possible. Uh, especially these days, I mean, we're. I think the progress that uh, we've made as a society, uh, looking back 20 years ago, it was there was not so much women in space exploration, and now, uh, I mean, here we are, the first one of the first all-female crews going to this research station. Um, I think um, that, as you said, diversity is key, especially in space exploration. I mean, if we have this plan to to export humanity on another planet. I mean, we'll have to represent the full spectrum of diversity of humanity. You know, it's not just about sending 50% of women, 50% of men. You know, we have to really like englobe the full spectrum of humans. So, yeah, as you said, it's about being part of the team that that's where your soccer background comes into play right like you know you can play your best and then the team still loses it's definitely mm -hmm. not a an individual a sport so i think a lot of people would be very curious about the mission how you you co-founded Walmart, right is did you co-founded with your friend that had the crazy idea yeah yeah exactly so my friend lauren uh, she's uh, she's from france she's a very skilled uh, aerospace engineer and uh, we co-founded so the, the team. So we applied to this program, 
where we're going to spend so two weeks at this uh, research station in the middle of the desert in Utah. It's a very interesting place because we call it an analog to Mars because some of the conditions uh, that humans might experience on the surface of Mars are replicated in this environment. And those conditions, uh, in this case, are uh, the geological conditions. So it just means that the landscape and the rocks around the station are very similar to what we might have found on the surface of Mars. So this is why it is very interesting, especially for me, who uh, have a, a background in uh, Earth sciences, so we'll just spend these two weeks in a, in a very uh, confined space. It's like a, a dome-shaped uh, habitat in the desert. And we have very, I mean, very strict and tight uh, daily schedules. We have to plan our uh, extravehicular activities. So basically we have to plan when uh, we go out of the station, uh, just as if we were on the surface of Mars. Uh, each one of us uh, has different research projects. So as I said, Lorraine is an engineer, so she had the engineering-related uh, project. I have something more like astrobiology-related. Uh, we have our uh, biology officer, Paula. She's from Spain. Uh, she's going to lead all the, the psychological and biological uh, projects there. And this is also one aspect of space exploration that I really enjoy is that it really unites um, a very broad spectrum of people, you know? It's not just aerospace engineers or astrophysicists, or especially these days when we see all this like private uh, sector in the space industry uh, coming in, we have now space law, we have space economics, we have like everybody can be involved in space exploration. And this is what I really, love about it it's it's really like a, a unifier i think that is great i am actually taking a course on it's a spiritual course and and they were saying that someone one of the astronauts again i forget which one it was that once they were out there and they could see the earth from space then that he could no longer see different countries or the understand the different reasons why we as as humanity we fight right because it's mm -hmm. probably that's if we all got to see it firsthand like where we live and we realize oh this is where we live and it's not how you see it from from there you don't see the different country separation and the borders and all that it could help us better tap into into what we are supposed to be as humans yeah definitely i think it just puts everything back into perspective you know you just you know sometimes when you had a hectic day and you you're like oh i need to take a step back well space exploration allows you to take a huge step back and just try to you know well let's just like sum up the situation we're just a bunch of humans on the blue dot somewhere in the universe you know so at the end of the day it's just we're all in the same team to go back to the to our uh, discussion just a, a few minutes before we're just in the same team in the same on the same planet and we just need to like work all together and this is what space expression allows you to do i think i couldn't agree more and definitely that's why i complimented you and and why this initiative is so good because you're linking something that it's meaning very meaningful right now which is diversity and inclusion it's how do we have more representation of women and underrepresented communities into initiatives like that. So you're bringing something that's really hot topic right now. So just right there, you know, all female-based 
crew it's it's something meaningful and then you add on the the space exploration component to it and now you're really uh, broadening by a lot the conversation and and even me i admit it i had candace johnson on the on the podcast and she's so passionate about space exploration that's the first time i heard about womers and that's how i became curious and i think that that's part of what we are all set to do is to to create awareness and to and to talk to really step up our game and seeing yeah I'm, I'm have nothing to do with space exploration but just by inviting you to the podcast hopefully someone now will know more about it and will look you up and will follow the work you do and then we start by that bit by bit drip by drip enlarging our consciousness to really go to the step level as humanity yeah i i couldn't agree more i think one of our main vision for Walmart is to just bring more awareness, as you just said, to people. And definitely like the mix between space expression and the whole women empowerment movement was, it was just a great combination. I mean, especially during the COVID times, you know, people need to just be able to not only entertain themselves, but to have um, hope for another world. And I think this is what space exploration brings up on the table as well. And the whole, well, women empowerment, it just makes sense now. I mean, I don't think that we can envision any type of project without some kind of diversity and uh, inclusivity, you know? That's a great point. And so, Julia, I'm curious to know, I'm, I have a six-year-old daughter, and as a mom, I, and I have a son, a 10-year-old son, but, you know, with seeing what, what you're doing, it's always like, I, as a mom, feel a responsibility to planting them the seeds of all possibility everything is possible really and uh, you know we don't realize this but as parents as uh, caregivers we have a huge impact on what we plant in the brains of the young generation so when you talk if you talk to someone young someone that's in that stage where you were oh i didn't know how i got here what, what would you say about this whole initiative, what you're working on, even the scientists or, be, or going into STEM profession? Sometimes we get very afraid of, you know, what that, and we don't think we have what it takes. But by mm-hmm. hearing you speak and having read the interviews of some of your crew members, you know, they all kind of got there by way of chance. They did have some passions, but, you know, they were open to it. Well, I think it. I can only talk through my personal experience. Um, I think it was just a good mix between uh, curiosity. So I was always curious to learn about new topics, you know, whether it's one day it's chess, the other day it's uh, space or other exoplanets, for example. And a mix mixed with new opportunities as in meeting new people. Uh, So I think you should just try just try, just go out there, talk to people. Um, maybe it's not going to be your future professional career, but at least stay curious and try to, I always try to learn on my ability to learn. Um, I think if we're always willing to learn um, about new experiences or just get a bit more knowledge every day, I think it will really guide you towards your true values. It would help you really build this identity. Yeah. So I, as I said, I, I didn't have this like purpose in life. 
uh, until like very recently. And even though I, I don't really call it purpose in life, but I, I didn't build my vision until recently. It, it's just really trying and you're going to try uh, to go into that direction. Is, is it going to be a dead end? Oh, it's okay. Just try something else to try something else. And then one day you just feel, you know, very comfortable in that place and yeah, that, that would be my advice. That's great advice. You know, it, it reminds me of one of my most uh, mythical stories of my time in France. And it's funny because now you told me you were French. When I went there, I was having a very rough year, probably the roughest year of my life in 2001. And uh, one of my best friends was murdered by her husband. And I had just finished a four-year relationship of the guy I was going to marry. I, I mean, it was, I lost my job. It was like <laughs> complete disaster. And I adopted my mentality during my trip in France was por quapa. That was my motto of the entire trip. Por quapa, why not? And people would say, why don't we go do this? Por quapa, por quapa. And the <laughs> best things happen because of por quapa. So you just made me think, and it's funny that you're French, that I, I've always, after that, been a big proponent of the por quapa attitude, which is just mm -hmm. try it. You cannot lose nothing. If you try and you don't exactly. like it, you move on to the next thing. And sometimes we're so afraid of trying new things that, mm -hmm. that we're paralyzed by analysis of what will happen. And uh, I think that exactly what you just shared is just try it and, and see here and see there and explore and be curious. I think that's really the most powerful advice one can give to the young generation, but also to the older generation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't relate more. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I never phrased it as pourquoi pas, but it definitely sums it up perfectly. And yeah, I mean, life is about experiences, right? So sometimes you have bad ones, sometimes you have good ones, but you can only one have have one regret is not experiencing anything. So just go ahead and, and try it. Por quapa. I'm going to do the t-shirt. Por quapa. We should do it as, a, as the slogan of the mission. Por quapa. But uh, no, it's exciting. And I, I really congratulate you because, you know, you, you, you're obviously very wise and very and prepared. But uh, that attitude, it's a, it's a, that mindset is really, I think, what makes the difference in life. Now that uh, you have your October date, it's going to be a big thing. Do you have anything? Do you feel like once the, the mission is over, you've been preparing for this, it's been such a big thing. What next? Like, do you have anything lined up or anything else that you're very excited about? Yeah, actually. So we're already preparing a second mission. Okay. Um, so this time we'll probably um, stay in Europe. Uh, it's logistically, it's, it's a bit easier and uh, uh, cheaper as well. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're definitely preparing a second mission. And so I am also developing the entire um, organization side of Walmart, as in like association, you know, trying to really uh, go out there, talk to younger generations. I'm approaching schools here uh, locally in, in Geneva. So this is also a big part of what's going to come up next. And because the vision of Mars is to one day be able to give this opportunity to younger candidates who wouldn't have this opportunity to to participate in this uh, in this type of mission. So it's not so just like about us and our personal careers, but it's also about like giving back to this world a little bit as well. 
I love it and I'm a fan and I'm definitely I know that I'm gonna be seeing a lot of great stuff from you and from your crew members and I mean this is something we haven't shared with the audience but we definitely I, I had the idea and, I, and I'm so happy that you're all on board we're gonna have a series where we're gonna also showcase you know the other five amazing women that are part of your crew for this mission correct? Yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, uh, they're all very excited about it, yeah. No, and definitely, you know, and, and in back to basics, I am a firm believer of augmenting and amplifying good messages. That's the whole purpose why I, I created this podcast. So you definitely have a, a new big fan here rooting for all the work you're doing. And, you know, to end the interview, I have to ask, besides all this crazy and amazing stuff you're doing, what and soccer because you already mentioned is there anything else that makes you tick like sometimes when you feel that you've lost your route and you're a little bit on focus or whatever and you do something and you say oh yeah julie this is it this is what makes you feel like you connect to your true essence uh to my true essence i think um it's just reconnecting with uh, nature i think i've always been very close to i, I grew up in this uh, countryside of uh, Geneva and I've always been very connected to nature and now that I have a very busy life and uh, we spend most of our days you know closed in urban spaces so every time I go out up in the Alps or going for a swim in the lake I just like really feel like oh I'm rooted you know I, I belong here that's a great way to put it that's you've just summed up my when I have a question I know some people is like You know, the one makes me think, I, that's the best answer I have to give it to you, that it's where you feel you belong <laughs> here. That's really what, what I felt mm -hmm. when I say what makes people tick. So I thank you for that. And, uh, you know, we're going to be watching and come October, we'll be promoting this so that we follow what you are all doing. And Utah is far away from Miami, but if after the mission you need to rest and relax, Miami is the city to come to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's also, well, thanks to to what you do and people like you that we, we can actually uh, spread the word. So I think your work is uh, very necessary. And I, I really enjoyed, I, I haven't listened to all the, the episodes, but uh, for the ones I listened to, I, I really enjoyed them. So thank you so much. No, thank you, Julie. And thank you for everything. And best of luck in these last months of preparation. And we'll be watching. Thank Bye. you. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.